Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's the Christmas special. It's been a long time in the making. I'm Andy Rintmore. Shout out to 23 Bath Street's Loft Bar for having us in today. And shout out to Lily Cider for hooking us up with the booze. I'm joined by photographer and podcaster Chris Bailey, professional drummer James Porter, model and Instagram influencer and TikTok and all the rest, Sarah Wingrove, radio host Eleanor Talbot, me, Andy Rintmore from The Giant Pod. What's going on? <laughs> Merry Christmas! That was, that was the, the, the fastest countdown to you're on I've ever had. You can probably sort of see that in my life. Hi there, what's going on? We're on the pod, hi. So who's drinking what from Lily's? I've currently got a mango, but then I've got lined up. you got lined up. A rhubarb one as well. Rhubarb is one I of my I feel like favorites. I'm doing all the seasons. Yeah. I've got a Santa's cider. Very festive, but then I'm going on to the uh, cherries and berries. Very summery. Mm. Chris, what about you? Well, I've been on the Drambuie and I'm now on the uh, <laughs> tropical cider. So that's quite an interesting combination. Yeah. Keeping it positive. So yeah. you, Ellie? I am a rebel. I've decided not to uh, give your sponsors a thumbs up and I'm going straight for the Drambuie. <laughs> All right. That, um, Merry Christmas. Can I point out that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that dram, I brought that jam brew it. How much have you drank? I bought that, um, and that is the same bottle that you left and gifted to me when you were last around my house. I did so for that's, trash and treasure. That's how cheap I am. Yeah, it's good Thanks stuff. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Can we? Do you want to? Yes, please. Please. Uh, I. No. I might keep mine on. Yeah. You yeah. Do. You're. <laughs> I've been told them. I look cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're. Uh, you're rocking them for sure. Um, but yeah, I couldn't see anything in that. It's Christmas, I'm going to keep mine on. <laughs> so a bit of a weird year, but most years are when you look back on them, aren't they? You go, oh, that was mad. That was serious. That was mad. So I'm going to have a little look through here. We've had three prime ministers. The Queen died. That was a big one, wasn't it? We've got the, the Holly and um, what's his name? Phil. Phil, the <laughs> Q jump. I was going to say the Ivy. Uh, the tragic war in Ukraine. The, the roof of the O2 ripped off in Storm Eunice. James Corden abused some uh, some wait staff in New York City. Uh, I think we've got uh, a prime minister that was outlived by a lettuce. And uh, <laughs> how so, is this real? How yeah. is this real life? <laughs> it's been a bit of a joke year, hasn't it? In a way, mm, it um, definitely feels surreal for sure. Yeah, uh, it, but I say joke year. It's just it's been it's been kind of horrible in some ways. So what we're going to do is we talk about our favorite Christmas films, actually, because I could feel myself pivoting into <laughs> despair. Let's just get angry. Yeah. We were going to have a COVID bell. So anytime anyone mentioned COVID, I was like, shut up. Um, we're I gonna... think the lettuce, you bought everything up with the lettuce yeah. talk then. Yeah. yeah. And then it, and then I brought it down again. You should have bought a lettuce for the podcast. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> a Christmas lettuce. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's a green quality street in there somewhere. Yeah, well, what is the worst quality street? The green triangle's hands down. No, yeah. that is the right. best. No, sorry. I would green say triangle, hands down, is the worst. What I is the green triangle? It's like a minty one. It's boring. No, it's, it's just just pure chocolate, isn't it? No. Is it not? It's almost like truffle-like. Oh, it's good. Oh. I'm going to go out on a limb and say anything with fudge in it is a no-no for me. <laughs> I usually search for pure chocolate or something with caramel in it because I've been I don't like nuts. I'm not allergic to nuts, but I just don't like them and I all coffee stuff. So Revels for me is a no. Um and quality streets. I'm I'm a bit I don't know, I'm a cautious dipper. I'm a cautious dipper. 
Some it, people a, just a, go like that, don't they? And anything they get, the I'm very much, I've got to go, I've got to look at a little card, and I've got to figure they out They have changed the what. wrappers, aren't they, actually? Yeah. This is like a paper wrapper. They're phasing it in. <laughs> we'll do one of them in paper this year yeah. just to get them used to the idea we'll normalise it in my day we were glad of foil <laughs> <laughs> you use them in your hair wouldn't you down, the, right. down the salon we rolled our hair in curlers and we were glad of it Andy here's a question for you okay go celebrations yeah. quality streets or roses celebrations I'm all about the good license. An- good answer. Yeah, celebrations is a good shout. What about you, James? So I'm actually, I can't have any of those because I'm vegan. But uh, when I wasn't vegan, it was celebrations all the way. So all that's, the way. that's, that's you've got to have a Malteser. What about you, oh, Sarah? Yeah. yeah, probably celebrations, but... I was heartbroken when they took out the Galaxy Truffle. They, uh, like, they I feel like that was a cost-effective thing because that had all was the good like, stuff in it. That was all you looked forward to at Christmas was the Galaxy Truffle. Yeah. You'd like take them all out and hide them. But Malteser is then like the next uh, best thing. They're always first to go. Yeah. Leave the bounty, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like now they're putting more bounties in. We right. had um, we yeah, had a prank. pack given us. Uh, at work for Christmas, right. and I opened it, and literally the top was just bounties. <laughs> so they know we all don't like them, so they I fill like it. I like bounties. Well, you know, the, it's people like you that make the world go round. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and you save us. You're obviously young because when I was a kid, celebrations didn't exist. It was quality street or nothing. Mm. Roses the, and came the, out the big later. tins, the big metal tins as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Before they uh, yep. shrunk inside. Yeah. Plus, I, I went to Canada and we didn't have celebrations in Canada or roses. I think celebrations are a fairly new thing, aren't they? <sighs> new on the block. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be getting that sort of confectionery history lesson. Yeah, what go. about hero, heroes, though? Oh, yeah, heroes is another oh, good shout. heroes. Because that's got a twirl, even though that's just chocolate. <laughs> that's more than just chocolate, in it? Yeah, isn't a twirl? It's chocolate with holes in it. Wow. <laughs> I've actually got a confession <laughs> about uh, bounties from... Um, from uh, no uh, from celebration so i've got like a treat tin in my studio so whenever clients come over i offer them a cup of tea and stuff and it's like a big glass jar that i bought from ikea full of all sorts of treats basically and at the very very bottom is always loads and loads of bounties from like years ago <laughs> obviously I don't, obviously i don't tell the client how how old they are and well, they, they come know in they come and say can i get you a cup of tea or a coffee before we start shooting and they're like yeah i'll have a cup of tea please and i said do you want to have a chocolate oh yeah dimes it's also full of dimes from ikea like little, little dime bars <laughs> Anyway, every now and then I do get the the odd client who comes in and says, "Is that a bounty?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you mind if I have one?" I was like, "You can if you want. You go ahead." And like, I, I go and make him a cup of tea. I get back. There's like seven wrappers all over like studio floor, and I've not got the heart to say they're seven years old. They are. Oh. Probably a bit stale. So do you mean, Chris, that all those arty shots of your clients going? Yeah, it's, 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 it's not. That's the bounties that they. It's phase one of food poisoning. Yeah. Pose. <laughs> that's your secret for a great shot. Yeah. Kill your clients. Yeah, food don't poisoning. ever shoot with me. If you do, do not accept the bounty. Don't touch the bounty bars. Goodness me. Goodness me. So this is what radio's all about. Talking this about is, confectionery. Yeah. This the is the important things. You know. Yeah, it's podcast gold. I'll, I'll agree. <laughs> so moving on from uh, moving on from quality streets, um, who was who's the drunkest in the family on on Christmas Day? I think it's me now. I think it's me now. Yeah. I think it's me now. <laughs> That's a really loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to answer that without the presence of my lawyer. Right. So I'm keeping stum. <laughs> I tend not to drink very much on Christmas. If I can help it, I try and behave and drink as many other th- thing is. I'm trying not to drink very much alcohol, but I'm sort of substituting it with fizzy drinks. And I think fizzy drinks are probably like even worse for me than drinking alcohol. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to get back on the whiskey this year, I think. <laughs> yeah, Pace you've got yourself. to also be the drunkest. We've all got to be the yeah. drunkest. All right, okay, so I will Chum be the drunkest John. this Christmas yeah. out of my family. I promise you. I won't let you down. <laughs> I won't let the giant pod down. <laughs> no, did you meet my sister Maddie from L.A.? Maddie, you won't mind me saying this, but we all know you're going to be the drunkest. So <laughs> own it. Just own it, sister. I think I met her briefly Yeah. outside the kebab. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, the free no, meeting yes. place. She'll definitely nice. be the yeah. drunkest. Yeah. Shout out, UK kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Not charcoal grill. No. Oh, sh- oh, 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 you're oh. Now. Uh, I'm a, they're my neighbours, all of them. I'm a kebab loyalist. I will vouch for them all. They're all fine, fine establishments to eat in. They'll be sponsoring you in your next podcast. You'll be sat here eating a kebab now. Yeah. Oh, cheesy chips. <laughs> yeah, all the cheesy chips. This donut is brought to you courtesy of... You could run out and get one, Harry. You could run out and then we could have a taste test. We've gone from confectionery to yeah. kebabs. To kebabs. <laughs> what did I ask earlier? We didn't, we didn't get to it. Did About say... favourite Christmas films. Favourite Christmas films. Sorry, I'm Film. throwing you off topic. Okay, my yeah, yeah. Panties. I was kind of... I was like grabbing for that. I was like, we're on. What do we do? Famous Christmas films. Christmas. Go. And then we just didn't do it. So I'm bringing it back now. Favorite Christmas films? Now, I've got a confession. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Me neither. And I intend to fix that this year. This year. Classic. Why? Why is it a classic? Why is it? I don't know. It's moving. It's beautifully filmed. It's filmed. It's Frank. Not Kafka. Frank. It sounds like Kafka, but it's not quite Kafka. Is the director. And it's just a classic. It's a beautiful film. You said you didn't know. I have seen it now, a million now, times. Now you've told me. Yeah. You said, I don't know. It's oh, beautifully I written, see what you're beautifully saying. shot. <laughs> cinematography is out of this world. The cast but I've never seen it. <laughs> the editing, the pacing. Yeah, script. basically all that. And the message is beautiful. What is the message? Oh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, basically. I've, I've not seen it either, actually, but I, I've heard lots of good things about it. I've heard it's quite sad. It's quite emotional. I think you've got to be in the right frame of mind to watch it, but it's one of those films you can feel somewhat exhilarated, maybe in thankful and appreciative of your own life and what you've got or what you haven't got it's after watching it. It's not one I'd watch like every Christmas. Right, it's not an elf. Oh yeah, elf right. is probably yeah. my favourite personally. Yeah. I, it's just so heartwarming and just pure. And so elf, or for me, I'm a diehard fan. Yeah, I knew this. Die Hard at Christmas. Oh, it, yeah, is a, it is it's a Christmas film Christmas for you, It's not Christmas until Alan Rickman has fallen off Nakatomi <laughs> Towers. <laughs> Uh, Muppets. Oh, oh yeah. Muppets! Yes, yeah. Classic. That is Classic. a good one. Uh, Michael Caine is a perfect casting. He for is. That He's well. not the best Scrooge ever. No. Well, who is that? Alistair Sim, of course. 1951's A Christmas Carol. Absolute classic. <laughs> and he's not seen that one either. <laughs> Am I, I the only that. one who's seen that? 1951. <laughs> you're gonna have a busy Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, come on. If you're a movie buff. That that is like the penultimate Christmas Carol. I know, I may have seen it. Is this the that's the Black one? Black and white. Is that's the one where he sits there and and he you know and I know it's in the book and it might it might be in the Muppets one, but that's the one where he goes, oh, it's just a crumb of cheese. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, right, and I digested a bit of beef. Yes, I've seen that. I think I've seen that, but not like to a degree where I could like, you know, I've sort of just seen it. Just okay, so it's that. in the Criterion Classic of. So the Criterion book of classic movies definitely lists the 1951 version as like the penultimate version of Christmas Carol. Because not only is it beautifully filmed, uh, it's just beautifully acted. It's in black and white, but it's that gorgeous, crisp, 
super clean black and white. And there's a scene in the third uh, installment where the third ghost comes, the ghost of Christmas future. And Scrooge is witnessing his housekeeper, his laundress and his undertaker taking his personal belongings and selling them at the pawnbrokers. And that to me, that scene is like a masterclass in acting. It is so well done that every time I watch it, I tell everybody, okay, watch the nuances here. This is a masterclass in how to act, and it's brilliant. The most amazing actors, Kathleen Harrison, she plays the housekeeper. It's just sublimely, beautifully done. I really highly recommend it. Now, I know you're youngins, so you're not... You no, I feel like I yeah. have to watch it Yeah, now. <laughs> the black and white. I know not everybody's into the black and white, because I love the Technicolor kind of stuff, but this is... This is where you make an exception because it is beautifully done. It's a real homage to Dickens and it's an homage to the whole sort of mystery of Christmas and the, the, the pageantry. And if I haven't sold it to you now, <laughs> absolutely. Have. You've sold it. We're, 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 we're <laughs> like watching we all it. We're watching it. have to go and watch it now. But also, when he realizes that he's been redeemed, his joy is just so visceral and believable. It's just, it's wonderful. It's an incredible movie. Did well you now, enjoy now the I've snow? Did you guys enjoy the snow? Because you don't see snow very often here. Did that make you all Christmassy and fuzzy? It makes me feel, whenever I see snow, it makes me feel childish. You open the, and everything's yeah. so much lighter as well, isn't it? Like, you, you walk out and even though it's, it's just white everywhere, the sky is white, the ground is white, it makes me feel like a child. I open the curtains, I'm like, ooh, great. Yeah, I'm I loved, like, sitting and, like, just watching watching when it actually was snowing just sitting and watching it was just yeah really magical and like yeah going out for a walk and seeing people mm. like even though it was like the tiniest amount of snow i think we've had for a long time yeah. still making snowmen and snowball fights and whatever i just become a scrooge then like a couple of days later when it's ice and mm. it's not gone away i'm then just like okay i've had enough now <laughs> i've we're having proper snow or it needs to go away yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't it so you. christmasy there for a little while wasn't it it was just so beautifully christmasy I love it all in the trees as well. It's just so pretty. You can't beat Cheap Street when it's full of snow. That's mm. like super Dickensian, isn't it? Oh, God, Cheap Street, yeah. you know, it's, it looks wonderful without the snow. But as soon as the snow falls on the rooftops and a little bit in the leet and stuff, it just like completely transforms it into something really magical. I'm surprised as a photographer that you didn't run out there and grab photographs. Well, to be honest with you, I run out, well, whenever it snows normally. I remember getting up at like half past four to go to Willow Vale a few years ago. Do you remember when we had that really deep uh, snow? Yeah. What year was that? Was that like 2018, was it, I think? The, um, yes, because I was just about to go to, um, I was just about to go on my US tour and there was, yeah, it was really thick and we were like, oh, are we going to be able to go or not? So that was that was March. Yeah, that, that sounds about March right. 2018, yeah. But I remember getting up super early, which is something that I never do, but I did it in the name of art. I, I went to, to Willow Vale to try and get... For anyone tampered I, with I it. I think what I was hoping for, because there's some really beautiful architecture down Willow Vale, and I picture someone getting up around the same time as me, uh, turn the lights on in their house, and you get that really cool, sort of golden glow from the house, and it just looks like super cosy. Yeah, yeah. And of course, everyone was still in bed. Yeah. So I was just wandering around with Willow Vale at half four in the morning. In the Someone please get up and put your lights on so I can get a picture. And I ended up being out for an hour, getting really cold, getting loads of crap pictures and thought I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> no, so no, I didn't bother going out. I just admired it from my window this year. And uh, Christmas isn't complete without a classic Christmas song. What's the worst? <sighs> the worst Christmas I know the worst. best one. It's the darkness, isn't it? The no, the darkness no, no, wait, is wait, a great wait, wait. song. So the last Christmas classic is the darkness. I don't know that one. It's oh, what's it called? Uh, um, don't let the bells don't end. Let, don't let the bells yeah. Christmas end time. or ring. Yeah, end. Yeah. Christmas time brackets. Was it? 
Don't Let Don't the Bells know. End. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. It's like a real classic really, Christmas tune. Really, like, really great. Would song. I know it? You, yeah, yeah you probably Am I would. Would I know it? Yeah. yeah. They play it on BBC Radio 2 quite a lot. I, th- I feel as if it's one of those songs where as soon as it came out, it was almost like a classic, which yeah. is like unheard of, isn't it? But it is it relatively like it new? 2004. I'm going to say 2000. And it was on Permission to Land, wasn't it? Or was it on the... 2003, 2003, Harry. Harry I'm saying 2004. I'm going with 2004. Should we place a bet on this? I don't know. Yeah, no, I love this. I feel like if I heard it, I'd probably go, Okay, so Harry says 03, 04. I'm going 05. Too late, mate. 04. Somebody Google it. So that's the best or the worst? The best of of recent. Yeah, yeah, the last great song. Yeah, the last classic. I don't know what the, um, I don't know what the worst is, though. I think the be- maybe the best old classic that you'd find on a, any '90s copy of you know um, it's Chris you know Chris, the Christmas album now Christmas yeah. would be you know John Lennon's this is Christmas. I've actually got that on vinyl and I play Do it on the you? vinyl player I got off of you. Have you still? Got, I've been meaning to ask you about that recently. Have you still got it? I've got it, but I only I only play it once a year. And at Christmas. When, yeah, my girlfriend and I are putting up our tree, and. Uh, the, the year I bought it off of you, I went to Rage from the Graves, yeah. not a pay promotion. And um, I picked up now, a now vinyl album, Christmas album, and it's got all the great songs on it. And we listen to it whilst we decorate the tree with the fire on. And it's like the most Christmassy experience ever. It's really lovely, but it has got that song on there. But I don't mind it. I've come to accept that it's on there, you know? Yeah. That's really lovely. On a, a personal note, I, st- I sold that record player to you for a good a good deal Andy, Andy's so, a bit bitter about so, Adele no no no, no, no. Ago, no I'm not, I'm not. I thought it. about it the other day and I thought Chris hasn't said anything about it I haven't seen it it's such a lovely vinyl player as well beautiful it's mahogany <laughs> so my I think my granddad bought that and it was quite a good one back in the day so all I'm saying is I'm pleased you still have it because I'm pleased that it's in, in a good home I'm, I have I'm, look, I'm looking after it good that's all, all I want to know it's in safe hands Good. Nothing beats the the crackle of a vinyl record. Well, this is part of the reason why we have one at Christmas. It just makes that Christmas song more authentic, hearing the needle jump and the static and stuff like that. It's like the ultimate Christmas experience in our house. Yeah, yeah it's great. Did you, get an answer on that? you know we did, 2003. Screw oh. you. Did we? 2003. It so is 2003. Harry was right. Are you a fan of The Darkness, Harry? I, I have seen them in Burnley Town Hall in 2016. I bet that was a great gig. I love Justin Hawkins' YouTube see, channel. Oh, yeah, Justin yeah. Hawkins' Rise again. Rides again. Justin Hawkins' Rise Worst Christmas song ever, okay. and I'm going to be probably killed for this, but I loathe it. We're ready. Last Christmas by George Michaels. Fucking hate that song. Pardon my French. I can understand I really why you don't like it. It, it reminds yeah. me of being at school in school discos, like the Christmas school disco before you finish with school. Yeah, I think because I work in retail, I'm just so like numb, numb, numb to, it, yeah. to Christmas yeah. songs. Like I just hear yeah. all of these, and I'm just like, they just all sound like the same to me. That's why I'm I... so numb. I I normally point blank refuse December. I will not play Christmas songs in the shop either until Saturdays or the week of Christmas. So yeah. this week there are glorious Christmas songs playing, but otherwise. Nope, I'm Starts not. I'm soon. not going to drive myself and the customers insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mix it up. So I've been listening to like uh, some Christmas jazz. So it's like instrumental versions of Christmas songs, some uh, swing. So versions from like the 40s and 50s, yeah. and and then your modern stuff as well, just to keep me sane. Keep yeah, fresh. I can't imagine fresh. what it'd be like working in retail. Yeah. That would drive me insane because it starts in October. Yeah, like for the big supermarkets and stuff, oh. I really feel for them. Yeah. 
So on my Christmas show, I deliberately go out of my way to find Christmas songs nobody knows. So an awful lot of them are from the past, like really obscure Christmas songs, because I, I can't hear all the same ones over and over and over. I also really have been enjoying finding um, covers uh-huh. this year. So um, I'm going to put it out there. I think it's become my all-time favorite Christmas song, Ooh. and it's Walking in the Air by McFly. Like the way, honestly, listen to it. The way they have done it, it's just, I really enjoy it. But I think it's because it's different <coughs> Yeah, yeah. for me. I'm pretty sure the Maccabees did one as well. They did Walking in the Air as oh well. Oh, I have to give that a listen. Yeah, there's, I think it's like I a... I think I just need different. A Radio just Radio different. 1 that like made a Veil session they did at Christmas. I right. Think it, I think did, they did you it. hear um, Oliver Weeks' for a book that he did uh, in about 20... 17 or somewhere around then he did a book called the gritter man and this is after he left the maccabees and he went solo so he did this book he wrote and illustrated the book and the illustrations are divine it's a christmas book it's about this elderly man who is a gritter man working for the council and he gets laid off on christmas eve so it's his last night to to grit the roads and Paul Whitehouse um, does the voiceover because you, when you buy the book you can buy the accompanying soundtrack because it's music and Paul Whitehouse narrating the book so you can open the book and you can go through it with the soundtrack and it's all beautiful music by Orlando Weeks oh wow sorry it's absolutely stunning that huh. sounds magical yeah the gritter man you have to check it out it's absolutely beautiful it'll bring a tear to your eye though yeah cute very cool I uh, I watched The Snowman the other day. Classic. In full. For maybe the first time ever that I can remember. Maybe I, I saw it all as a kid. Magnificent. Lovely. You know that famous song. You're going to say Alan Jones sang it, right? No, I'm not. Oh, you know the story. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. He was just in the... Uh, didn't his voice break? Just no. Just before um, it was... Something happened. No. Um, so, because uh, I talked about this on my last Christmas show. Okay. Um, so it was another young fellow whose name I can't remember who actually did the famous song. And then when they promoted it after the fact, his voice, his voice had already broken. So Alla Jones stepped in. But the actual song that we all know was never recorded by Alla Jones. Yeah, he's in the video, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But that was all after the fact. Right. Right. So it's a little, yeah. So he basically got famous on some other kid's song. They so what, about, what happened switch? to him then? His voice broke, so he could no longer do that. So he was he was no longer a good singer. Well, I mean, he might be a great singer, but not Aww. that sort of super That makes me pitch. sad for him. Oh, can you imagine every Christmas? Yeah. He sits there and goes, should have <laughs> been me. He's raking in the royalties. Should have been me. bastard Alan. Should have been me. Can I share my favourite Christmas film and my worst Christmas song? I've been sat here thinking oh, about it. Go for it. And you're not going to like this. Oh, no. Especially you over there, Helena. Um, my least favourite Christmas song, I think it's called, uh, is it Little Drummer Boy? Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. I, can, I, I can respect it, and, and David Bowie sings it, but I just there's something about it. I don't find it very merry. I, I guess it's traditional in the sense of, of the song, but for me, it's not a song that I look forward to hearing, and I almost would turn the radio off if I heard it. Sorry if I've offended any Bowie fans, and there's a massive Bowie fan sat opposite me. But yeah, sorry, Giving that's my least favourite. But, <laughs> but my favourite Christmas movie has got to be Santa Claus the Movie from 1985. Oh. What, Tim Allen? No, I know the one. It was the one with Dudley Moore. Yes. It's actually a great John, film. John Lithgow. It's so good. Yeah, it's just super magical. It's so 80s in um, 
it's just got the proper Christmas atmosphere to it and the story's great. It's like magical reindeers, candy canes that make you fly. A real John Lithgow plays a, a corporate baddie where he's greedy and he, st- he basically poaches an elf from Santa's workshop to build stuff for him, which turns out to be dangerous for children because he rushes him to do a good job because it's not about the quality, it's all about the money that he can raise from the, from the sales of the toys and it all goes wrong. But have you not seen it? I've seen it several times. I've seen it, I think, ages ago, though. It doesn't, like, none of what you said rings a bell. (laughs) Sounds like a really good, like, moral, though. Have you seen it, Sarah? No, I don't think I have. But yeah, sounds like a good moral. It's full of British actors. Yeah, it's incredible. (laughs) It's like one of the best Christmas movies ever. But those that are the best ones, aren't they? The best Christmas films are, okay, yeah, we'd say, you know, I'm I'm sure Elf has a a moral to it, but Scrooge, uh, Wonderful Life, um, What's it called? Santa Claus. It's called, it's called uh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus the movie. I know it's a yeah. bit of a rubbish title, but, but they've all got a, a thing, haven't they? Yeah. You know, they've all got a um, you know, the friends we made along the way sort of vibe to it. It'll be on this year. I definitely recommend watching it. Mm. It might not be the same now you're watching it as an adult, but I grew up watching it yeah. as like a young, yeah. a young, young lad, and it's just um, captures captures Christmas perfectly, in my opinion. I really love the film. I brought a copy of it at the charity shop recently. DVD or VHS? DVD. Yeah, I've got it on DVD at home. It's great. Are you going to watch it this year? I will, yep. It definitely gets me into the Christmas mood. I've got a Christmas ritual at home. I've got to watch the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Because that is perfectly captured Christmas. Everything about it is like a traditional family Christmas together at yeah. home and unwrapping the presents and Mick playing the piano and stuff like that. And we always watch um, Merry Bloomin' Christmas, the animated one. Have you seen that? Oh, no. The... It's it's called the Father Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Have a merry blooming. Oh my Christmas. god, yes, that's yes, classic. Absolutely. Do you want to start a band? It was yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Coming like, about twenty years too late. <laughs> it's, it's basically an animated short film about what Santa does every other day of the year when he's not doing Christmas. And he's basically, grumpy. yeah, and he gets his bum out loads. He gets his bum out. He goes to Paris. Is it Paris and gets food poisoning? He goes to he, no, he, no, he drinks. He gets hammered. He drink. He mm. orders everything on the menu. Keeps getting wine. For, filled up with wine and like, eat lobsters and, and there's a yeah. extravagant and then, yeah he's he's just running back and forth the toilet yeah, he's camping as well isn't he he's got like yeah. awful diarrhea when he's ca- yeah. like his sickness and diarrhea whilst he's camping it's like a whole scene of him like running back and forth it's like a time lapse of like the moon going over and he wakes up in the morning feeling absolutely shit and then he goes he ends up in las vegas and that like he keeps right. trying to do yes! stories james knows the film so it, what's really it's such nice a good film. is i used to watch that i don't i had it on vhs and i used to watch that I'd watch that like all through the year and I loved it. And I'd, I'd also watch it at Christmas. But n- once my niece was born, we introduced it to her and she honestly would watch it the whole year. So it was so nice to watch. And she, there's a bit in it where he's painting his caravan and he goes, mind the blooming paint. Yeah, and yeah. If you said that to her, every time that happened, she'd always laugh. And I knew that I'd find Great. it funny as well. It's, it's yeah. I it, love stuff like it that. It crosses over a generation. It's just, it's timeless that, um, that thing it, it's done by the same people as the animator as the snowman yeah, yeah I was about because, to say because that. they end up it cross it, they the, the snowman the, the snowman it crosses over at the end but they do a snowman dance at the end don't they and the little yeah. boy and the snowman feature in it and they'd forgotten there was then at the end they find a present that they'd forgotten that Santa had forgotten to give and it was the queen's yeah and so he goes to Buckingham Palace and delivers it to the queen <laughs> If you wanted any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> we just ruined that. We just deconstructed yeah. the film and ruined it for yeah. you. So if you haven't seen it, don't bother. I was really into that then. I was like, 
When then what? <laughs> I completely It'll be on this Christmas. About, but it's yeah. such a classic. Yeah. Did you any of you guys see a Christmas story, the North American? Oh, that's one of my favourite Christmas I films. I love that film. I just watched it the other day. That is a classic. Is it the first time you saw it? No, I've seen it every year you since to watch I was it. a kid. It's kind of like Stand By Me, but yeah. a Christmas version. So it's got it's like heavily narrated, like Richard Dreyfus narrates yeah. Stand By Me. Yeah. It's about right. a young lad who really wants uh, a red cowboy rider BB gun. gun. There you go, you even know the name. With a compass and the wow. stock. And it's incredible. And this thing which tells time. Yeah, it's it's just uh, it's got lots of uh, it's like a roller coaster of a film to watch, isn't it? And I can it's relate brilliant. to it a lot, being yeah. uh, loving playing with like cap guns and stuff when I was yeah. a young boy. And I always wanted a BB gun, but my parents always said they were too dangerous. Yeah. And after watching this film, I kind of on my parents' <laughs> side a bit. But it's definitely <laughs> worth watching. It's called the. the a Christmas story. Yeah, a Christmas story. It takes place in the 50s in Cleveland or somewhere like that. Yeah, right. the, the scene where he gets his tongue stuck to the pole oh, yeah. in the playground is like a classic scene, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they dare this kid to... I mean, every North American kid knows you can't stick your tongue to a metal fence because it'll stick in the winter. Right. But this one kid doesn't believe it, and so they triple dog dare him, and eventually he <laughs> decides, well, he can't refuse a triple yeah. dog dare. That's kid right. politics. You can't. It's such a beautifully written film, isn't it's it? Wonderful. And the way that it's shot, it's just like yeah. so narrative, scene after yeah. scene, how it all, all plays out. But I stumbled upon that film completely by accident years oh. ago. One of those films you sit down and you watch, you go, this looks interesting. Yeah. And straight away, it kind of like caught my attention and yeah. I saw it all the way to the end. And it's just one of those films that I kind of tell everyone about because not that many people know no, about it. It's huge in North America, but not so much here. Yeah. So the, the guy who narrates that particular story yeah. is the actual author, Gene Shepard, and it's based ah. on his memories as a child. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool Easter egg to know. And he makes a cameo in the film as well. Do you know who he plays? Yeah. So you remember when the kids go to see Santa at Higby's? Department store. Yes, that great scene. The guy with the he's wearing a fedora and goes, "Hey kid, the line doesn't." Yeah, I know exactly who you mean. Starts here. Yeah, that's Gene Shepard. Oh no way! Yeah, I didn't realize that. Author and narrator. Oh, that's so cool. Trust me to know all that stuff. You need to watch that. You need to watch the Christmas story. Oh, you guys would love it. You will like it. An extensive list of things. Sorry, that's what Boxing Day is for. It's on Amazon. We've come to do a podcast and we've left with homework. Yeah, that's a good thing about a podcast to do before Christmas. Yeah. I want to give honourable mentions to Home Alone, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But then, crucially, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great film. Really, really good film. And obviously can be watched Anytime. three months yeah. three months before if you want as well okay. to get you straight in the mood for it. Uh, you know? I, um, I shamefully watched Jingle All The Way on Disney Plus <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I've not seen that film in ages and I just didn't realise how bad of an actor Arnold Schwarzenegger actually is. <laughs> He's got no chemistry with anybody, has he? Obviously, he was good as a Terminator, but you know he doesn't really need to interact with anybody, does he? Just gets on his bike and chases somebody with a gun. <laughs> but, like him, like trying to play a, a convincing role of a father and son type thing, it just doesn't work. He just doesn't seem to have any chemistry with anyone, whether it's a wife or his make-believe son. I want a Turbo Man. Yeah, it's like it's like a Buzz Lightyear type thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I want one, like a proper like. I really want one. You do, do you do right? Uh, Turbo Man's not a, right a real a real person. I know, but that Jingle All the Way was like my Christmas film when I was a kid because I loved Arnie all all you know 365 days a year. Yeah. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't realize how old the film was. It's old. It came out a long time ago, didn't it? And the Big Show's in it. The Big Show. The Big Show. The wrestler. The Big Show. Ah, uh, okay. So who does he play? Paul White, I think his name is. Oh, he's he in the, um, the, the postal thing or the, the no, no. He's I reckon he's in in the scene where um, they're all in Santa's workshop That's doing it. something illegal. Then yeah. some big guy turns up and Arnie can't fight him. I, mean, I, th I looked at him That's and thought he's got to be a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big show. Yeah, the big show. 
So when you watch Christmas movies, uh-huh. do you ever feel like you haven't achieved something? Because they always have the most amazing trees, the most amazing gifts, the most amazing turkeys. Do you get like Christmas envy? I always feel like I'm just a useless human being when I look at these movies. I will never tree- achieve that level of Christmas magic yeah, that they I, have in movies. I want my house to be Kevin McAllister's house yeah, and to have all the decorations and everything that he's got. Yeah, I got de- Christmas envy. Yeah, that's what I mean. I always feel a little bit like... It's the trees as well. Like they are so perfectly decorated and then like you go and get your real one from the UK and you're like, this doesn't have the same like... <laughs> I can't do this all nice and even and pretty. And density. Yeah. Not as much yeah. <laughs> I got my tree from Proper Job. <laughs> no, I did. That's not a joke. It's actually quite a good tree. £25. Is it? Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Proper Job's a place to go for trees. My um, my Christmas tree is a Tama drum kit. <laughs> is it? With lights that have stopped working now. So what have you stacked the drums at from like the... yeah Kick drum, floor tom, rack tom... And then last year, I had a Funko Pop of Jerry Garcia. As cool. Christmas as your angel. <laughs> I, I was going to name all the drums, Love but that. I realized I'm sat next to two drummers and I don't know the names of all the drums. The Tama uh, Superstar. S- yeah, Superstar. Yeah. I know your drum kit. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know my own drum kit. Um, How can you enjoy Christmas being a vegan? It's all about the corn sausages because and the, the, mo- and the bacon. The, the most, with, like with any roast dinner, here I go. Think about what you have in a roast dinner or it, the majority Team v over here. The, retor- the majority of it is vegetables. Right? True. This is true. How can you enjoy a roast dinner without the meat? Well, it's very easy. You just take one thing away and mm. you've just got the rest of it. So you can't have gravy either. I can have gravy. I or do you have your have own have version of gravy? Yeah, you just don't have meat juices in my gravy. Can you, can you do that speech again, but with your glasses on? Yes. <laughs> it be, be more powerful. No, yeah. I think that, like what James is saying, I think there's so many more substitutes to have. Mm. Part of the reason, I'm not going to preach about it, but part of the reason I became vegetarian was because I found I was more experimental with the stuff that I eat. Because otherwise it'd just be like sausage in mash and peas all the time or steak chips and something else. But as soon as I became vegetarian, I started eating like there's more fruit and nuts and salad and loads of other things. And to be honest with you, 20 years ago, because I've been a vegetarian for a long time now, the meats, the meat substitute stuff was shit. Everything yeah. tastes like cardboard. Yeah, but now, yeah. if you go to Burger King, I know it's not uh, it's not vegan, I don't think, but no, they, you, they do a, a veggie whopper do do? and it is wicked. Yeah. It is, it literally, is what I've been hoping for for the last 20 years and it's like materialised, isn't it? Burger King and it's called so a veggie whopper. So it's like whopper. corn. Corn? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, corn? I think it's made with, the, is it the Impossible the mushroom Burger? Stuff? Yeah. They, they do the, I think, they do the Impossible Burger at Burger King and then if you get an honest burger, if you the best vegan burger in the UK, I'd say, I don't know. You don't say the Griffin, aren't you? No, no, no. The Griffin's so wicked. Griffin, the Griffin's awesome, but if you get an honest burger, they use Beyond Meat and they have bacon in it as well. All of the sauce, it's unbelievable. But the Griffin, an honourable fruit mention, yeah. yes. Oh, I went there for the first Korean time. Burger, so their believe. Korean vegan burger is so good, man. Um, You mentioned Beyond was it Beyond, Beyond Meat? Meat yeah. Beyond Meat. Mm. A, a funny thing that I read from this year was that I think the CEO or one of the high up people in from Beyond Meat got fired for, done? for biting someone. Yes, ironically. <laughs> I, I find the, the irony of that absolutely delicious. What, like a fellow employee? Um, one of the high up people in the company, maybe the owner or founder, like, you know, just got in an argument and, and bit someone. Wow. Or allegedly, allegedly. That's because he was weak. He yeah, needed allegedly. some meat. Allegedly. <laughs> bit he needed someone. some protein. So he bit someone. 
Um, and uh, I saw that and I said, uh, we live on a joke planet. <laughs> Indeed we do. And everything's going to be okay. <laughs> fine. Be fine. I just couldn't live in a world without cheese and butter. I just couldn't do it. Oh, it's fine. No, it's not. I'm sorry. But not bacon, fine. cheese, and yeah. butter is not <laughs> the same. You're wrong. It's no, not it's the not. Same. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to have fisticuffs later. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, I'm of the belief we've probably all had our best Christmases yet, but they are probably ahead of us, I'd like to think. The same way everyone goes, well, I haven't written my best album yet. And you go, you fucking You fucking kidding? Um... What is our to date best uh, Christmas? I'll I'll go first. I'll go first. The day I opened up my PlayStation Two, oh. I don't think I don't think I've had a better one other than when I got the Misfits coffin box set. Those two, those two, those are my best gifts, best Christmas. It's a good memory to have. I remember the first time I opened up my uh, present for a PlayStation Two, but I don't think it was for Christmas. I think it was a birthday. I got the Spoiled. Resident Evil 2. <laughs> yeah, it was spoiled. It was secondhand, though, so, you know, feel Fair sorry enough. for me. <laughs> Come back to me. I don't I don't know. I think for me, I spent Christmas at Disneyland Paris. Yeah, you've won, haven't you? It was, spoiled yeah. now. Uh, no, no, well, no, because I could make it really awkward, but I feel like did it's not a, appropriate right now. Did you open right up a PlayStation 2 in the morning as well? <laughs> I did. No, no. Um... No, oh, no, I won't make it awkward because it will make it really. No, awkward. make it awkward, please. Uh, so it was the year we've just been talking about cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a PS3 with it. vegan PS3. cheese. Okay. <laughs> it was the I was seven, and it was the year we'd lost my sister, and we didn't want to do Christmas at home because it was just going to be weird. So we were like, do you know what? Fuck it. My parents took me to Disneyland Paris for Christmas, and it was incredible. I had uh, we spent the day in uh, the studios, so went and watched the stunt show on Christmas Day. Cool. Went on the rides on Christmas Day, and then for dinner, Christmas dinner, at uh, lunchtime we had hot dogs. In the evening, I dressed up as Snow White, and I had pizza shaped like Mickey Mouse. So yeah, Best like that it beats was, all of our Christmases. That was, hands down. Yeah, that was pretty epic Christmas. That's great. That's great. It's one of those ones that now, like, as an adult, I'm like, I kind of do want to run away for Christmas. Well, he well, here's the thing, right? Disneyland it used to be, I feel it used to be marketed for a place you took your kids on holiday. Now, because, because of, like, nostalgia cycles, I feel that Disneyland is now a place that adults run away to. Yeah, I'm literally going like potentially twice next year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a damning indictment of the world when we have to go to Disneyland on holiday. For happiness. Who, who's who's been to Disneyland? Because I've never been. Yeah. I've never been. No. Haven't you? James, Incredible. Been? Never been. Oh, that is. makes me feel a bit better about things. It's magical. It's, it is magical, yeah. I'd love to go to Universal Studios and like film production, mm. behind the scenes stuff. It's great just something fun. I absolutely yeah. love. Universal's another great fun. I, yeah, you, you and I were talking about uh, YouTube rabbit holes. Yes. And another one of mine is um, there's this channel called I can't think what it's called now, like the Grim Life or something it's called. And it's a guy who loves horror films and stuff, and he goes to loads of like film sets and where filming locations. And he also goes into Universal Studios and films everything and talks about how everything's put together. And I just went down a rabbit hole for months, just watching like loads of like 4K footage of people going on these Jurassic Park rides, yeah, and experiencing it from my own bed, if as if I was there. Yeah, it was great, great fun. Oh, you'd love it. You'd love Universal. It's really fascinating. Fascinating. Here's a question for you, Ellie, specifically. Mm. How does a traditional? Because you've been you've been in England for a, a number of years now. Mm -hmm. How does a traditional British Christmas stack up to a Canadian Christmas? Um, 
Well, my my best Christmas memories are actually in Scotland. Uh, okay. Because I had the Hollywood Christmas. My parents were both very uh, incredible. They were both incredible artists and creatives, and they went all out to create this Christmas ambience. So my dad was this great artist. So he would make all our toys. So he would make little tiny miniature wrought iron tables and chairs with our initials carved in the back, all out of wrought that iron. Sounds lovely. Yeah, because he used to do pastel, like castle gates and things. So you can imagine the oh, level of quality oh, already of this Hollywood wrought iron movie. furniture. <laughs> yeah, and little hospital beds made out of wrought iron for our dollies and things like that. Do you still have any? No, unfortunately I don't. My dad one year made a train set for me, my sister Alex. I'm one of five girls. And my he made a village to go with it. So there's one village here, one village here, this massive train set the size of this room practically. And my village was called Eleanorville. My sister's village was called Alexburg. And they handmade every house, every tree, the little cars, everything was handmade. And then this train set that went through the villages, they made rivers and streams and bridges. So it was this massive set. Because my dad also worked on movie sets. So he did. He worked on The Unforgiven, the movie The Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood and all those guys. Wow. So he built a lot of sets. He built floats for the sta- the Calgary Stampede, which won't mean anything to you guys. But, this um, is epic. <laughs> Pretty epic, <laughs> pretty epic stuff. So our Christmases were magic. And we lived in a, a really big house in Scotland. And so every Christmas, us girls would have to wake my parents up. And he'd make us line up in order of age. And then we'd have to sing a song or do something as we walked out. It was like the Von Trapp it's family. It's like Sound of Music vibes. We'd walk, down, we'd walk down this big staircase. And one of us would get the key to open the dining room doors. And in there, my mother, or sorry, the living room doors, my mother had already set the fire. So the fire was blazing the real tree. And so one of us would get to open the door. But before that, my dad would always give us this cautionary tale about the CPU, which was the Christmas Prezi snatcher. So you were never really sure. Sorry, CPS. You were never really sure if the CPS came the night before because my dad was also an actor. So he told all these stories like, can't be sure that the CPS didn't come and we don't know what's going to be on the other side. So you're terrified. Your hands would be shaken opening that door to see would the presents actually be there. And you'd open it up and there'd be this cornucopia handmade gorgeous gifts he'd even make like robins out of pine cones wow and hand paint everything so of course i beat the i think i beat you all when it comes to christmas sounds can like i come to you memory. for christmas yeah well, unfortunately my parents are past now it sounds They've like died. a cross between like skyfall and the sound of music what you just it described was unbelievable there. ps2 yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> disneyland Sorry. disneyland don't stack up to anything yeah. i don't yeah. have one <laughs> now's the time <laughs> No, I have one now. Not after yeah. that. No. We this used to um, also take a letter. We'd write a letter to Santa on Christmas Eve and put it up the chimney. Yeah, we. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do that? Yeah. Or the we, wind we, would suck it we, up. We're doing that for our dogs what? tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, we are actually doing that for our dogs. I mean, the wind would suck it up. So if you have an actual fire in your fire, yeah, yeah, the heat the takes the letter up. Yeah. It actually takes it. The draw is a technical the term, draw. I think. That's it. I've been doing. I've been burning lots of coal the last couple of weeks. Strong draw on this fireplace. It it sucks up the letter, so you run outside and you watch it. It do, it does suck it up unless it burns first. <laughs> I did a test run the other day and it all ended in tears. I was yeah. never allowed that close to a fire. To be fair, it's the seventies. Come on, our 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 clothes were like whoosh. If you got too close to a fire, you'd go up in flames. Yeah, the great memories. But Canadian Christmases were great because, of course, you had about seven feet of snow, minus thirty-five, mm-hmm. and every kid, of course, wears snowsuits. It's just like out of a Christmas story with the kid camp. So did, did you find the low temperatures here last week uh, walking the park there? Yeah, yeah. Walking around with Child's sunglasses play. on. Child's play. It's minus 45 in Calgary right now. Yeah, it was too cold for me last week. Uh, yeah, child's play. So yeah, so we all, all went sledding. So Christmas, you went tobogganing. That must sledding. be so fun. Well, actually on Christmas Amazing. Day, would you go on your, out on your sledge? Every kid, because you usually get a sled or something. Yeah. For skis for Christmas. So every kid heads for the nearest hill. Who's had snow on Christmas? 
I, I don't can remember you? having snow actually on Christmas Day. No. I, I think it's more the argument of, now. is it going <laughs> to <laughs> Exactly. None of us have had snow on Christmas. Hey, hey you. speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, but by you, yeah. I, that's... There's still you, time. You always want it. I remember being young and thinking like, like hearing, oh, there might be. Never is. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll come over to yours on Christmas Day and stand on the stepladder and drop paper for you if you like. Yeah. Thanks, man. Or asbestos. <laughs> they used to use asbestos in the movies yeah. in the olden days. They would, because it looked my like snow. Oh, really? Yeah. In The Wizard of Oz, you know that scene where they're sleeping and the snow wakes them up? That was asbestos. <laughs> Yeah. In The Wizard of Oz, in the Wizard of Oz, loads yeah. of weird stuff happened in The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> though, didn't it? Obviously, you've heard the story about the hanging munchkin. No. You don't know about that? No. It's like really famous. So there's a scene, well, don't ask me when in the film it is, towards the end, perhaps when they're doing their final little dance. And yeah. it's like a wide shot where you can see all the set, the main characters and the supporting artists. And at the very back, there's allegedly a munchkin which has hung himself and is on this on the set. If you Google it, you can see it and there's like a circle where someone circled it to show it is actually where this hanging munchkin is. What? Is that yeah. is this, how oh, have you not heard of this? Hang on, there's nobody. No, heard no. I don't believe that. Yes, yeah, that's I'm not lying. Yeah, Harry, Wizard of Oz 2003 lore. is the darkness, <laughs> yeah. and that happened. Harry, <laughs> Harry is my Wikipedia and my IMDb. <laughs> so is this? Oh, so what? are we saying? Don't the buy it. Are we he saying didn't actually hang himself. It, well, was I don't know. it was planted. Right, so what's going on? So it's like an accepted urban legend. It's not real, but if you go and look at it, you will see what people are talking about. Yeah. 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 Ah, so are we saying cool. the guy in the munchkin suit who was the extra was like, you know what? I've had a really crap day. Catering was shit. <laughs> They're not paying um, me enough. Well, I'll ruin this shot. And, you know, there or, is that, or it could be health and safety or something gone wrong. Maybe he was like suspended or something to look like he was flying and it could have gone wrong because it was a long time ago, but it's I quite I mean, they dark. drugged up What's-Her-Face, didn't they? Oh, What's her name? Um, Judy Garland. Judy yeah. Garland. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't she on like every drug on the market? I think so. Yeah, like I said, weight. loads of weird stuff happened yeah. on that film, but you, yeah. you know, it, it was normal back then. But yeah, you'll never watch it the same way. Have you seen the second Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz? Oh, with the Wheelers. That's like yeah. a horror film. That oh, is a freak. That's oh, horrid. With who? There's a, a, there's a character in it called the Wheelers, and it's um, characters who have wheels on their knees and they have them oh, on their yes. wrists. That yeah. was like from the. Late seventies, early eighties, had that yeah. little girl in it. Yeah, and the so and yeah, the Dorothy's witch had even younger. Yeah, didn't she have all those heads? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, super yes. surreal. I it's did like an, see that. It's like a hallucination, isn't it? The it whole was. Film. It's really scary. The, the books are, terrifying. are really strange. The book, yeah, it's always the wheelers the that freak everyone out whenever I mention that film. Yeah. But it's definitely worth a watch. It's not the same as the original at all. It's no. like more of a darker spin on mm. on it. But it's amazing how a lot of these sorts of films are quite iconic. You look at them. Yeah, probably as an adult, and you go, "Wow, they really are fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> or even, yeah, you then start hearing the behind-the-scenes stories of things like, yeah, Judy Garland being, yeah, drugged to lose so much weight and yeah. things like that, and you just think, "Wow, yeah, fucked up." But ev everyone needs to Google the hanging munchkin, uh. and you'll see exactly what I mean. <laughs> take it with a pinch of salt, but it's there. Merry Christmas! Take that one with a pinch of salt. Your favorite Christmas memories was the start of it, was it? <laughs> 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 before before oh the start God. of that, right? Uh. I was going to tell you guys about that. I came downstairs once. My dad stopped me at the, in the <laughs> hallway. Song. Went into the went into the front room, shut the door, and went oh, 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 and pretended Santa was still there. Your dad did, yeah. But what's the point now? We've gone hanging munchkins. Yeah, I've I've lowered the tone of the podcast quite a lot. Like, I apologise. <laughs> It'd be a different vibe if I wasn't here. I'd just sit quietly in the corner. Scrooge ruins everything. That's that's a proper like, that's a that's a three a.m. YouTube 
autoplay dive, isn't it? Surely. I'm going the... straight on this. Yeah, welcome to the top there. five most disturbing Hollywood facts. I think that's probably why I saw <laughs> it. In at number five. Watch Mojo. Yeah, watch, <laughs> yeah. watch Mojo. You go, fuck it. I wasn't going to go to sleep anyway. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. Strap in. Tell us well, more about your dad being Santa, Andy. Was he actually oh, dressed up in suit? It's just one of those dad things. It's a dad thing. This is why I said, you know, maybe we haven't had our best Christmas yet because, um, you know, we may have, you know, kids in that, that might, we might have the best Christmas then. But for our personal childhood Christmas, I guess, yeah. I was talking about. So, yeah, so I went downstairs and obviously pulled a classic dad prank, didn't he? And, you know, went in the front room, shut the door and went, oh, what are you still doing in here? And they went, oh, 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 oh. So was he dressed as Santa? No, no, no. I was stood outside the door. He was oh. on the other side doing a bit of voice acting, wasn't he? Ah, uh, right. It's like, um, I... Just I, doing I, double duty. You get kids now... Oh friends with kids yeah. that leave like the flower footprints to look like oh. santa's feet oh yeah i was talking through. to someone the other day uh, uh, a mother and she was saying how and i just thought oh, christmas has changed so much there's a there's elf on the shelf and then there's there's a bloody new year's eve box or something isn't there now a christmas eve box christmas yeah. eve box not new year's eve sorry What's a christmas, christmas eve box, box. It'd exactly, be things exactly. like um, what is it? Like new pajamas for you to wear that night. Basically, it's just more presents. Oh, okay. Oh, so that be, you get as a yeah, gift. Yeah. So oh. you might have like new pajamas, say like some hot chocolate, yeah, slippers or socks, or it is literally just more presents right. for Christmas. But you get it on Christmas Eve. Oh. So you get to wake up on Christmas Day with lovely PJs. I mean, it's great, and in, and in you know, in um, principle, lovely. Why not extend? things to like i remember being a kid and hearing about kids who had a present to open on christmas eve and i thought why why you know like that's so crazy like you know you wait don't you You wait um so you were one of those kids then if you played your mum and dad hard enough they would let you open a present before christmas day no maybe maybe i got to open my stocking at 4 a.m one year because i'd woken up and my morning yeah yeah that was a shut up and go back to bed son wasn't it no, no, because I convinced my sister. My sister was older, and so I was like, I was like, go and wake mum and dad up. Go and wake mum and dad up so I can open my, my stocking. Mm. And we went downstairs, and I was allowed to open my stocking, and then we had to go back to sleep so that they could actually get a full night's sleep before they had to c- prepare a whole Christmas dinner. So I was right. I was like, shut up and go back to bed, isn't it? Have this go back to bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You meant yeah, like, have oh, this yeah, big yeah. sock yeah. full of sugar and go back to sleep. No, I remember there was a little, there was a fish plushie in there actually there you go that's my best Christmas memory <laughs> oh what uh, sad Christmases you've all had well no well, I don't <laughs> know I mean I was always like you know I think I could have been spoiled but I wasn't I think I was like I was like good Christmases pretty pretty comfortable but now when I look back now when I hear about like what's going on you know New Year's um, sorry Christmas Eve boxes all this stuff I think Kids are so spoiled these days. But then that's kind of your job, isn't it? When you get to a certain age, you have to be like, oh, the kids, the kids are spoiled. Oh, oh yeah. But it's a nightmare for parents. It must be. Imagine so, like you've done all this Christmas Day stuff and then you think, oh, God, I've got to get. Imagine if you've got three kids and they've all, they all need a, a lump of coal this year, mate. You don't have to. Yeah. Crisis. No, but you don't have yeah. to. But then, you know, every kid at school was going, oh, I've got a new, uh, uh, I keep saying New Year's Eve. I've got a Christmas <laughs> Eve box. Well, uh, yeah, there's there's pressure with it. That was yeah. the conversation I was having the other day. There's pressure with it to to like make sure that your kids mm. have a comparable and like um, Christmas where you're, experience. Yeah. Where you're going to see like Father Christmas? You know, like you used to just go down to any old 
grotto. Oh, they do sort of like in Froome. Or like, yeah, the school grotto. You'd go and see them. And one of the teachers would be Oh, no. Nowadays, it's like things like going to the the Longleat Festival of Lights, which is Mm. magical and amazing. Cost you 40 quid. So expensive. Or like you go on like one of these, again, incredible. They're all absolutely incredible. Like steam train. And you go down and you see Santa. And Mm. it's amazing. But it's all, yeah, it's money. Yet again. Um, so yeah, I and like I remember going to like as a kid to like Broker's Wood and I love Broker's Wood or like yeah like, like the, quite the, the, the poor man's long leap for people who, yeah, who don't know what Broker's Wood is. <laughs> poor <laughs> man's like, long leap. Is it two pounds each to get in? Yeah. <laughs> what is I don't know what Broker's Wood is. It's not even a thing anymore. It's now a it's like haven a, holiday site. It was with, in a country park with a lake, wasn't it? it in, was like one peacock. It was. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you could buy like uh, bird food. Had a I great play park. All these feathers and no one to show them to. Peacock, I was like, yeah, there we are. Standerwick waste. Now it's um, yeah, it was this beautiful woodland with a lake. You go walking. There was Sarah sells it better than me. I will sell it. Um, had a little train. Um, was yeah, like really affordable. Um, now it's been taken over, I believe, by yeah, someone like Haven or that sort of thing, and it's got like loads of wooden lodges and hot tubs and. Really expensive. That's not the same. Sounds quite and nice. It, to, it was quite. Well, yeah, it sounds lovely if you can. Uh, yeah. Broke wood. Yeah. 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 Hmm. He's gonna have a bromance. It broke us word. Yeah. <laughs> a little veggie. I'd invite you, Andy. Lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd invite you, Andy, but you're too big to fit in the hot tub. <laughs> I thought of a really random Christmas memory actually. When you first asked me to come on this podcast, I can't remember how you how you phrased it about like uh, your favourite Christmas memory or your best Christmas memories. This mm. is going to be really weird, and it's all to do with a certain smell. It's not about waking up having like presents and stuff like that. Sprouts, but, um, secondhand. No, no secondhand PlayStation Two. <laughs> it's actually to do with uh, not Sprouts or uh, PlayStation Twos. It's to do with Woolworths. Yeah. Oh. Do you know Woolworths? I don't know. Is it yes. is it UK company or is it international? I don't know. I don't, we had Woolworths in Canada as well. Oh, okay. Uh, we used to have one in the centre of town where Iceland. Iceland now sits. But for me, it was a memory of going in there and in the winter, they used to have the heating on so high. And as soon as you walked in to the main doors, it's where the pick and mix were. And it, <laughs> and it was the smell of the pick and mix and the heaters and the, the smell of hot, um, like warm wrapping paper. You can almost like smell the ink. I know exactly what you mean. And just that smell yep. like, as a kid going in there, like the excitement. Woolworths was like so exciting as a kid anyway. It's got yes. everything. You've got CDs, you've got sweets, you've got all the Chad, do you remember Chad Valley toys? Yeah. Yep. It's like the best shop as a kid ever because it's sold absolutely everything. But being in there as a kid, even if I had no money, just to go in there to, to smell the smell, the pick and mix I couldn't afford at Christmas. <laughs> it's just like afraid. It's like really nostalgic, I know. And it may sound like weird to people out there listening to this going, what the hell are well, you talking about? But that's why Christmas. I asked you on, because you're one of the most nostalgic dudes I know. <laughs> it's you bad, love, isn't it? You love nostalgia. Yeah. You love going back and talking about it. But, you but talk, it's, you, it's weird what a smell can you bring back about, to yeah. you. You talk about smells, mm. but there's also... there's 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 a christmas feeling isn't there yeah and that and that only happens on on christmas and i think as you get older that christmas feeling changes because mm. your the way you yeah. your christmas day goes is very different and you might have to cater to other people um and it's not the waking up and like he's been he's been he's been it's yeah. like waking up and being like right where's the bucks fizz and that kind <laughs> of feeling but waking up fuck i got pill sprouts yeah yeah waking up like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um, there still is a Christmas feeling, isn't there? There's still some. There's always, for me, Christmas Day feels like Christmas Day, and mm. I felt that. I've already felt that this year because when we were on, I was on tour in November, and we decided to have 
a Christmas day. We had two days off at an Airbnb and we decided to have a proper Christmas day on one of those days where we put up a tree and we did Secret Santa and we did a a Christmas Christmas dinner. And some, we, we, all came down in the morning and we felt really really Christmassy it was we had Christmas songs on we pushed it into ourselves so much that it was Christmas that one of us said one of them said oh I just need to pop out and go and get something I, one of my secret Santa presents hasn't hasn't worked out so I have to go and pop out and get something and I thought to him I went to him I was like nothing's open mate <laughs> because I was so convinced that it was Christmas and then I was like oh, it feels so stupid. November twenty first. Yeah, it's, yeah, genuine. It probably <laughs> was something like that. It was I think it was like November like twenty seventh or something like that. But I, we'd we'd bigged it up so much that it was Christmas. It felt like it. So I've already had Christmas. So Christmas is really what you're saying. Christmas is a state of mind. Christmas is Ooh, a state of mind. That's a t-shirt slogan you're right there, isn't dead it? Dead right. Yeah, Christmas yeah. day. So of what what, what is your keys. secret Santa present then? Or was it too rude to reveal? Um. So he had bought me. Um. I'm going to reveal some bad thing on this on this podcast now. Uh-uh. no so my favorite sweets are the rhubarb and custard like little chews not the boiled sweets but the like the haribo ones that are ah, they're, like, they're little nice. sticks, the little sticks yeah, they're, they're my favorite sweets but they've got gelatin in them right um so i haven't been able to have them for as long as i've not been eating meat and that's one of probably one of the things that i miss the most because i love them so much um the person who had my secret Santa said, I'm going to go and find you some some vegan ones. And he went online and he found ones that said they were vegan. But they he got, got them sent to a venue, ended up not going to that venue and ended up not arriving. He tried to get them sent to the Airbnb and they didn't arrive at the Airbnb on Christmas on Christmas Day. So he went out and bought me a teddy bear because I quite like teddies as well i like a like a teddy bear to cuddle um whole nother story don't need to justify it move on the sweets the sweets <laughs> arrived in the end and he was like oh, i think i've messed up and then he showed me the website and it said yeah that it had the tags vegan and gelatin free and i was like okay great thank you so much and it was a really sweet present but i was like oh, i don't know they don't seem any different really and i'd been eating them and then a few, about a week later, I was like, I'm going to have a look on the website again. And it had the tags, but I went onto the allergens and it included gelatin. And I haven't had the heart to tell him. Oh, I but I gave them away to my mate, so I haven't been eating them. I had my fix, right? but I had been eating gelatin. But now... It says it on the tags of it, like... Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was just about to say he's a really good friend, but he's clearly an arsehole. Yeah. He didn't know. He's trying poor, to poison you, poison you in your boy. mind. Yeah. I so ate like impressed. three packs of it. Let's talk like, about Percy Pigs, the vegan ones. They're pretty good, aren't they? Uh, they are. They are good. There yeah. You go. Get, if anyone's stuck for getting James anything for Christmas this year, yeah. the vegan Percy, Percy Pigs, Mark Spencer's. I'm very impressed that, that you're on. T- in there. <laughs> no, they're actually really nice. <laughs> I'm very impressed that you're on tour with musicians and they have the foresight to buy gifts online and send them to venues yeah <laughs> they said they, they obviously sent it they sent it to liverpool academy and they put that as the address so it right. would have got sent maybe no one was in it would have got left outside and someone would have seen that being like like whatever like a big artist who's playing there yeah. oh someone's been sent something we'll take it and so they've nicked it thinking it's like something valuable it's just loads of rhubarb and custard sweets <laughs> 
<laughs> and we all know there's no such thing as vegans in Liverpool. That's a prank. That would have just gone in there. As a vegetarian, though, Paul. Paul's yeah, a veggie, Paul, isn't he? Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of Macca, um, I, am I the only one in this room that wasn't it, Paul McCartney, at the Cheese and Grain? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you are. And ironically, you're the reason I found out and got a ticket. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I walking past you. Is it me? Yeah. I oh, well, although I saw after. you post it and I was like, nah, like, don't be silly. And then someone else confirmed it and I was like, oh yeah. my God. I have a confession. I did post about it and then I checked the cheese and grain social media and I went oh they've not said anything about it I think I'll take it down but it'd been it was the news like that Too 10 late. minutes online news like that is, is already you know sat in my hands in all seriousness though I would like to thank you for putting that up on Facebook and I whatsapped you about it didn't I as soon as I saw it because I was at college from college at the time and I read I read what you you put up on Facebook about Paul McCartney playing at the cheese and grain I was like that can't be true but why would Andy write that? And he's not the sort of person to make up, you know, fabricate lies or whatever, or just try and pull the wool over someone's eyes. So I WhatsApp you, didn't I? I have straight journalistic away, integrity. You WhatsApp me back saying, yeah, it gets the cheese and grain now. And I, I looked at um, my other half, Emma, and I said, Listen, we need to go to the cheese and grain. And if it wasn't for you or me seeing that at that time, I wouldn't have been able to go and see Paul McCartney. So thank you for, thank you for doing that, mate. Honestly, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, weirdly, I then didn't get into that show because I was too, I took too long to get my ass in gear. But I was working Glastonbury that weekend because I, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it because I'm, I'm supposed to be on site. So I saw him the next day. So I don't feel too bad about it. Although sometimes I see pictures and I go, I wish I was there. But I did get to see him, so it was all right. But yeah. It was it a magical like experience. It feels really we'll surreal like, to yeah. think back. Because to... there's no, like we were, so we were talking earlier about the, being footage of it yeah. that was recorded, but we weren't allowed to to film when we were in there. And so it's very bizarre to come away from a gig and not even be able to have a photo. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't really take do videos or photos at a gig, but I'm I would have probably taken a photo. Yeah. That maybe one evidence, photo. Yeah, evidence. yeah, just some evidence. But you you went in, you were in there for your hour and a half, and then you came out and it's as if I think we were Nothing. waiting for an hour and a half before Paul came oh, out. Yeah, true. Yeah, we true. About seven yeah. Hours. I couldn't believe how long a set it was. I was yeah. totally expecting like a like thirty minutes done yeah. out, and it just kept going. And yeah. yeah, no, more than happy with that. But it just kept going. I couldn't believe it. It was yeah, like yeah, really surreal. And I, it's one of those moments. Where I go, oh yeah, I saw Paul McCartney this year. Mm. <laughs> like. I don't know about you guys, but whilst I was there watching Paul, I kept like tapping my thigh to get my phone to take yeah. a picture. And I was like, oh, I, left it, it. I left it at home. Yeah, it's not in there. It's sealed in a black bag yeah. in the back of another bag. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty neat. I thought that the the time when we all started to sing Hey Jude, that was very moving. Oh. Yeah. I couldn't help but get a bit yeah. teary-eyed when there were Oh, yeah. Chills. Lots and lots yeah. of tears. I, yeah, I cried lots when he started tears. playing Blackbird. Yeah. yeah. I just thought you could hear a pin drop, yeah. couldn't you? And having... Being in a small venue and Paul, I don't know the last time Paul played a venue that sort of size. I know he did the cavern, didn't he, back in Harry? <laughs> when was it? It was 2015. <laughs> oh. Right, so do, <laughs> so do you think Mac this is the gig that he played? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where he could communicate and see everyone's expressions and feel the energy of everyone. It was just a super magical moment. I still yeah. think it's quite sunken It was now. that comment at the end where he was like, this was a great idea. We should do this again. Yeah. Like just that was really, oh yeah. Amazing. I, I think it was the thing that really took me back is he just walked on. Yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't like a big intro. It was just the lights were on the stage and then all of a sudden 
he was on stage. No like intro, no long intro, yeah, no, no like bit, or anything. Yeah, nothing like that. He just walked on and so he was there. There was no like no one came out and said, Oh, you know, great to see you guys here. No. I want to no. introduce No, nothing no, no. Like that. He okay. literally just walked on stage. Just came up. And that was sh- it's just shocking. You're like, oh that's Yeah, though so cool. this is actually oh, really yes. happening. Yeah, yeah, that's actually happening and we're about to for whatever we're about to get is going to be amazing. Yeah. I remember seeing his side profile just as he was about to walk up the steps to come out on the stage yeah. and obviously you can see his little bit of hair flick out of the back and it, his side profile is like, you know, 100% recognisable, wasn't it? Paul McCartney and I was like, shit, this is going to happen. He's actually there. Yeah. You know, it's that moment of anticipation to go and yeah. see a band but like Paul McCartney is such a small venue. That's the venue I played my first ever gig in. Yeah, it's amazing, you know? isn't it? You've shared, you've shared the same stage as Paul McCartney. Yeah. And his band were phenomenal. Oh, and like, amazing. clearly they gel so well together. Yeah. And like, that was just, his respect for them equally was just beautiful to see. There's a lot of those guys. I think they've been with him for Harry. Harry like tw- over 20 years 20 or something. 20, 15, Harry? 20 years. Yeah, 2006 Super Bowl, actually. Yeah, thanks, Did Harry. you Did you think the, the guitarist looks like Phil Dunphy from Modern Family? Um, I don't watch Modern Family, so I don't know. <laughs> Do you watch Modern Family? Are we Family? talking about like Mr. LA with the teeth and the and the good hair and the no, the, so the long hair? So you've got Brian Ray, which is right. the guitarist and bass player, who's got the blonde hair. Then you've got the guy uh, Anderson, uh, Rusty Anderson, is like the guy who looks just like the guy from Modern Family. You must get it all the time, but they look like they're twins. Oh, really? Abe is, uh, he's my guy, the drummer. Abe oh my God, yeah. he was incredible. I love Abe so much. He was called Glastonbury, wasn't he? He's like so charismatic. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. He's one of these guys that he's he's just so good at what he does that he can now just have fun with it. It's just such second nature to it. Yeah. Have you seen him perform with uh, Scary Pockets? He's done that recently, <laughs> yeah. hasn't he? On YouTube, it's worth checking out. He's drumming on some of their tracks. Oh, cool. Have you seen him sing with the... I, I, I'm, I can't remember her name. It's a French, possibly a French Canadian artist, actually. I don't know her name, but he comes out from the behind the hit, behind the kit, and then he's singing and they duet, and it's like very touching. No, I'd like to see it though. I saw the Glastonbury warm up of Hey Jude backstage of the movie. Did you see that? Oh no, that's that's really magical. Yes, no, I saw. It's like yeah. a barbershop quartet, basically, oh. them warming up before they go out. Yeah, it's amazing. Cool. I had a moment watching him at it, was a, it felt like it was the year of McCartney um, Harry was off in um, where were you Su- uh, Syracuse Syracuse uh, in America to go and see him um, I was br- briefly for a period I was going to join him and I didn't end up didn't do that but then he comes to Froome and then I see him at Glastonbury it just felt like McCartney was like everywhere very a McCartney mm. year and it was his 80th birthday as well wasn't it so there's lots birthday. of media coverage of him yeah get back obviously yeah yeah get out. back um, Which you did a podcast of, didn't you? We did do, yeah, we did a three-part sort of like sort of um, review, discussion, commentary, yeah. Just thoughts. Yeah, it was kind great. Of thing, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's weird because we got to Golden Slumbers at Glastonbury, and I was like, oh, and I was getting, I was just getting into that look, really kind of. I was having a moment. I was feeling emotional. I was like, God, I might cry. I might have a cry. Yeah, like yourself. It'd be good. And then my mate comes in with his jaw swinging. <gasps> Andy, can I have a fag? Oh, shut up. Shut <laughs> yeah. up. I was almost there. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. So he's going, golden slumbers. And he's going, and he's just like waiting there. And I'm like trying to roll him a cigarette. And I'm just like, oh, go away, you pain in the ass. <laughs> I really, right, sorry, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for watching the Giant Pod Christmas special. We got season four 
coming soon. Big shout out to Lily Cider, who provided all the booze uh, for tonight's uh, podcast. Big thank you to 23 Bath Street for giving us this great venue. Thank you to Chris Bailey, James Porter, Sarah Wingrove, Eleanor Talbot, Woo. and Harry Williams for producing. Catch the uh, the links to follow these guys and catch up with what they're doing in the descriptions below. We will see you soon. Thank you. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Much love. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.